Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Birth Burger Podcast. You're listening to episode 62, and this is the fifth podcast episode that I am recording today because I batch my content. That is one of the only ways that I can stay sane is time block, time blocking and batching my content. Definitely something that I teach all of my students inside the majority of my programs because it is that important. Today, we are going to be diving into strategy, how to run a sustainable doula business, and I just really want to help you feel empowered and confident in your ability to navigate entrepreneurship, because sometimes it's hard to know like which decision is the right strategic decision. And so let's jump into some awesome questions today. The very first question is about planning for the future of your business. And so this question is from Beth. And she says, when I'm planning for the next year, how do I determine how often to do things like launch my course, host a workshop, do a flash sale? And I'm also navigating that while putting out my regular content. And she goes on to say that the excitement of what all of her peers are doing makes her want to do all of it all of the time, which causes her to be really stressed and honestly not efficient at all. And so she is just looking for what to do, how to um, strategize essentially the launches in her business. So course launches, workshops, flash sales, all of that. And to be honest, I have a really easy answer for you, Beth. And so I like to categorize launches into A launches, B launches, and C launches. I learned this. I forget what his name was, but he was a guest on James Shramko's podcast. I think it's just jamesshramko.com. It's a very high-level business strategy podcast. Um, It's amazing. It's a little dry and very high-level. So to be honest, I probably don't recommend it for a lot of you guys. I don't think you'll find it very helpful. But this one episode was super helpful. So A launches, B launches, and C launches. A launches are like a big course launch where you're going to be doing a webinar and a week of open cards and all of these sales emails, etc. A B launch is something that is still going to take some some effort, but not as much as an A launch. So this could be like hosting a workshop live and still doing like a special promotion, but it's definitely not going to take that full runway, all hands on deck type of type of energy that an A launch is going to take. And then you have a C launch, which to me is simply something where you're not going live. It's just an email launch, maybe a flash sale. You're just posting a couple times on social media, um, maybe sending a few emails. And so what I want you to do is actually plan out two to four of those A launches every year depends where you are in your business. So if you're just getting started, I actually want you to do more of those A launches because I want you to be testing and I want you to be perfecting essentially your marketing. Um, Us nowadays, we do my business just about two of those A launches per year. And so those are big launches where we run ads and we do webinars and we have a whole sequence and it's like all hands on deck for me and everybody on my team. And then what I want you to do is uh, choose essentially a B launch per quarter. 
And so uh, for most people, you'll be doing two to four A launches, and then you'll be doing four B launches. And these B launches, again, could be hosting a workshop. Um, It could be going live on Instagram every day for a week as you're doing this promotion, but it's not taking all hands on deck. You're not running ads. You're not having affiliates come and promote your stuff, nothing like that. And then every other month, I want you to do a C launch, which is really just social media posts and a couple emails, and that's it. And when you sprinkle that out throughout your year, you're going to say, holy crap, that's a lot, but at least it's strategic, right? Beth has gotten to a place where the excitement of what her peers is doing makes her want to do all of this every month, but that's not sustainable. I can't have you doing workshops every month and doing flash sales every month and doing a course launch every month. Not only is that not sustainable for you, but it's really confusing for your audience. So just do two really, really big course launches every year, do workshops every quarter, and then do something like a flash sale or an email launch every month in between. So every month you should be doing something online that is going to be generating income for your business online. And of course, this is all on top of uh, the networking in person. So you're growing your in-person business if that is what you're trying to grow as well. All right. Number two is coming from Clara. This question is, how do I combat writer's block for social media? I love what other creators put out, but I feel like I'm copying them when I look to their posts for inspiration. This is a theme that comes back all the time. So of course we had to get it back on the podcast, this theme of people feeling like they're copying others or they're not being enough original ideas. And really what it comes down to, Clara, is when you go to sit down to actually create content for social media, I do not want you having to come up with ideas during this time. I want you to come up with ideas every single day throughout the month. So when you actually go down to bash for social media, all you have to do is pull up this list of all of your amazing ideas and write the caption. All right, that's what really strategic batching looks like. And so as you are reading a book, as you're listening to this podcast, as you're attending a prenatal with your client or going to a birth, there are going to be amazing ideas that pop up if you allow the mental space for them to pop up. And if you start to notice them, you're going to notice, oh yeah, that's a really, I could totally write a post on that. That's a really good idea. But the thing is that you're not writing it down and so you lose it. And so stop losing it, okay? I want you to find a place that you can write that down. I teach all of my students a really systemized way using Airtable. If you don't have an Airtable account yet, go to birthworker.com slash Airtable, sign up for free. It literally runs my entire business. It's phenomenal and it's always free. Like you'll you'll never have to upgrade. Uh, it's like Google spreadsheets on steroids, I swear. But I've set up this this form essentially for my students. So whenever they get an idea, they go to their home screen on their phone. It's saved as like an app. They open the app. They type in their idea. They just brainstorm a couple little notes. And so when they go down to create, to batch create content for social media, they don't have to start from scratch. That's super important. Now, the second thing I wanted to say for Clara, because it just has to be said, honestly, is that you can now use ChatGPT. So ChatGPT, it's AI, artificial intelligence, and it is amazing for copywriting, but I just have to say it still takes a lot of work. So if you already are putting down those ideas every single day, day after day into your notes or into Airtable or whatever, it's way easier to take those ideas, 
put them into ChatGBT and have ChatGBT pop out some some ideas for you, maybe pop out a, a, a caption for you even. Now, like I said, ChatGBT is not something that you can just use. It takes a lot of work. So we do challenges every month inside the Birthworker membership. It's like ongoing content for our members, like ongoing mini courses for our members or ongoing uh, eBooks essentially. And this past month uh, in May, our challenge was all about using ChatGPT because you need to learn how to use it better. You need to learn what to type in, what prompts to use. So it actually gives you back something that is even helpful in the first place. And so my team has worked really hard to come up with these these prompts. And so now we have the perfect prompts to put into ChatGPT along with our, you know, topic idea. And it can pop out social media posts that are maybe 80% perfect. So we still have to go back in and edit, but at least we don't have to combat combat this writer's block that Clara is talking about. So ChatGBT, just do the free version. It's also called uh, open.ai, I think. Um, go down that rabbit hole. If you want to go down that rabbit hole with a mentor or a coach, just join the Birthworker membership. You get access to this month's challenge, but also all of the past challenges you get access to also. We've done challenges like uh, host a workshop in 21 days. We give all the templates. We give the Canva slides. We give the scripts. We give the email templates, email copy, all of that. We've also done a challenge on uh, selling using Instagram stories. So giving you guys calendars to use, helping you understand call to actions, all of those things. Super fun way to continuously give back to our members. All right. Question number three is from Bree. And this is, are there any other effective ways to connect with moms and make a virtual mom community that does not involve Facebook? I love this question because a lot of people don't want to be on social media, right? So Brie goes on to say, can we use a Slack channel or maybe a spot on our website? Social media just gives me the creepy vibes for many reasons. And also a lot of moms don't have Facebook. So, you know, it's kind of a catch-22, Brie, because Facebook and Facebook groups, it's so intuitive. Like most of us go to click on our Facebook every day. Well, I would say the majority of us, I've never done a poll on that, but I'd say the majority of us go click on Facebook every day. And so it's somewhere that we are, we're there often. So the issue is if you want to create a community, especially if it's a free community on something like Slack or Circle or Mighty Network or something like that, it's just, you're not creating a community where people are already hanging out right? It's harder for them to click to it. They're less likely to click to it. The engagement is going to be lower, which doesn't necessarily make it bad, right? There, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to all of this. For instance, our membership, it comes with a community and our Birth Worker Academy comes with a community. We host those in Slack, in a Slack channel. And the reason that I feel like we can get away with it is because this is a career, and so this is not just a free virtual mom's community, even a paid mom's community, but this is a career thing. And so I've kind of t essentially made my students make it a habit to click to Slack every single day and check in with the Slack communities every single day. That being said, it's still hard. So we would probably have a better engagement rate if we were doing a Facebook community. And 
uh, to be honest, we used to use a Facebook community for our doula training program for the academy, and it was phenomenal. It was amazing. Uh, But again, there are pros and cons. So when you're using Facebook, um, Facebook has an algorithm, right? So it pops the most viewed or most important things to the top of the group. That's not fun. It makes you lose a lot of posts. Like a lot of posts don't get any comments or likes because they're just they're just not being showed. The algorithm is not favoring them. Whereas Slack, everything is in in order, like in chronological order. So that's why I really love Slack. Um, that being said, yes, there are other ways that you can connect with moms and build communities. You could use Facebook, you could use Slack, you could use Circle, Mighty Networks, uh, Kajabi has also a community space. But really just ask yourself, what what am I trying to do here? Is it really important that you get off social media? Because if it's not super important for you to get off social media, I would say just stick with social media, especially if you're making a community for moms. Uh, if you're com- create if you're creating a business focused community, that's a little bit different. But really, my advice would be for moms to stay on something like Facebook. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to ask your questions for me to answer on the podcast next week, just go to birthworker.com slash ask. You could also DM me on Instagram, the word podcast. So go to birthworker podcast on Instagram, DM me the word podcast, nothing else, just the word podcast. And I will send you a link to not only listen to the show, but a link to ask your question for next week's episode. All right, everyone, before you go, don't forget to leave a rating and review. That is hands down the best way to support me and support this show. It is so much fun to create this podcast for you guys. And it really, really helps us uh, grow the show when you are leaving those rating ratings and reviews. So if you could do that, I would really appreciate it. Don't forget to take a screenshot and upload it to birthworker.com slash review. And if you do that and enter your info, we will send you over a little good bag as a thank you. All right. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I am off to some amazing vacations coming up. Maybe I'll share a little bit about those in the upcoming episodes, but it has been a wild year so far, lots of traveling and a lot more trips coming up. So I can't wait to share that with you and I will see you next week.